Happy Tuesday. Why, everyone, hello. <laughs> Look here, it's Tuesday, Tuesday morning early. It's the 23rd of April, which I love telling the date. And it's the 23rd of April, and wow, what a glorious week it has been. Yes. Did you know that we <clears throat> are in preparations for your birthday? Yes. Isn't that the <laughs> coolest am. Actually aware. Isn't that the coolest thing yeah, ever? It's cool. You know, you you know, one of the cool things is is being able to celebrate a person over more than one day. And so it's kind of like those eight crazy nights of Hanukkah and we so we celebrate for a week. So we're in the, the throes of birthday celebrations for Ma. Yes, and also Pesach. And Pesach. Which is probably a little more important. You know what, though? But you have to see the picture in that because there's there's something about the picture of the groom and the bride and celebrating what that looks like mm -hmm. because that's exactly what Papa's been saying to me this week. So thank you for that wonderful tie-in. You're so welcome. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but we hope, hope you all had... A beautiful weekend celebrating resurrection, and um, we, of course, are in the midst of Pesach, so um, it concludes Saturday evening at sundown, and that's we'll be having our celebration on Saturday. We normally celebrate at the beginning, but really felt to celebrate at the end of Pesach. So we're in our week of, um, glorious week of unleavened bread. Yes. And our week of first fruits, and so we kind of, we kind of around here we take Pesach and first fruits, <clears> and <throat> we take uh, the unleavened bread and just make it one big party, and uh, so it's a it's a week of remembering Jesus and remembering Papa and how Papa rescued his people, and uh, so it is. It's a it's. Um, the dress rehearsals, it's the first of the three mm -hmm. dress rehearsals. Yeah. And so we're, we're thinking wedding right now, which is where the bride comes in. <laughs> and, um, and it's raining, which, <clears throat> yeah. which we, we now, because we have our windows open because it's that time of year where it's just nice to have your windows open because it's, it is a little muggy today. Just a little. Yeah. I, which makes sense that the humidity would be high mm -hmm. right before it rains. But, um, we do. We have this, this sound of rain. And I always pray over rain that we know that whatever falls is provision from Papa and not defilement from selfishness. And because that other kingdom really likes to dump uh, nasty <clears throat> things in rain. Uh, and so it's a false provision. But I've prayed over it. So we've, yeah. we're receiving provision right now. And you can too. You know, we still still see as a lot of people you know, watch the weather and, and you may just do that. That's okay. But if you are going to do that, there's just a lot of reaction that comes Oh, you know, and it's, it's like this false preparation and it just seems important as we're in a time where we're in the preparation of, you know, we've been in preparation for Pesach and we're in these beautiful days of just, it's all about Jesus. And, Yay. um, you know, but you can ask that too. Oh, okay. Rain. So instead of preparing for all the things you can't do or need to change, you know, Papa, forgive anyone who 
whose sin would be remembered in this rain and cause any harm, and we welcome your provision. Yes. You know, even even with <clears throat> hurricanes, we've done that. And um, when a hurricane would be coming, you know, that was one of the, the fastest dismantles we ever did was when we would welcome his provision and then just forgive for whatever tried to tag along with his provision. And so many times... There would be the the statement, oh, but much-needed rain came. And, yes. And we never want to miss what we much need. <laughs> no, we don't. That we don't know. So. No, we don't. Yeah. It takes great discernment to walk in these days to be able to say, Papa, shine your light and show us. Show us what is it in this that's from you and what is not. And so if nothing happens, you know the whole thing was not of him. And if something happens, you know that it was because... We can trust Papa to respond when we pray, and he does always respond when we pray. Yeah, and I think it's important to to know your community and what the need of your community is. Um, for us, we are very watchful with the rain right now, really making sure it's just his provision because we're in a farm community. We have people in our you know community <clears throat> of Blue Flame, in addition to the community of Bixby who are, they plant, they, you know, and it's... They're sowing. And they're so, yeah, and it's, there's a, a harvest that really matters. It's, it's a provision. Yes. From that planting. And so really being able to, you know, love our community by, oh, you know, we understand if it rains, it delays the planting and that, you know, um, can have impact on many lives in our community. So we really want to make sure we're just receiving what is his heart for us. That's right. <clears throat> when it doesn't rain, there's no harvest. And um, when it does rain, we want it to be in its right timing and right yeah. season. Well, that, that could have been a podcast right there. It could have been. <laughs> well, maybe it was. I mean, think yeah. of it as, as a multifaceted. There's chapters <clears throat> to this podcast, right? Yes. Sure. So one big thing that Papa's been talking, <clears throat> speaking of completion, is is this when we're just we're just walking through this journey right now where we see covenant and we see that Papa has something in his heart for all of us. And there is an ICU that God sees us and that of course through relationship we get to see him, but God has that that something in his heart and um, in the old days, we used to sit around and wait for God to bring it to us, you know, and not not participate with him, not walk on a journey with him, not understand that he had daily bread portions of that covenant and that we get to receive those. And that, um, that you know, it's like the, we talked about for 12 years now, the steak that, that everyone wants God to put in his stomach or in our stomach or the, the, the large banqueting table worth of food, you know, and we say, God put that food in us instead of taking a bite and God teaching us how to grow in receiving covenant. But to know that the Hased love of God, the, the, um, those things that he has in his heart for us and that intimacy that he has for us is completed by his fierce love. And what, uh, what a glorious picture that is, and it just it just is on his heart right now to to be 
hearing the song that's taking place in heaven that is right now it's 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 got a movement and that movement is into the completion of covenant the completion of hesed love with fierce love and that is the journey of intimacy that we get to become what god has in his heart for us and and that which he has written on our hearts those things that he has said this is who you are this is who i created you to be and you were born in a world that is hostile to that but there's a journey of of hesed love where i will describe who you are and there's a journey of fierce love where i will walk you through it and and show you those places where you are um burrowing in you're getting comfortable in selfishness and let me show you these places so that you can lay them down and how this leads to the rest that everyone is crying out for so many people are are whether they know it or not whether they're using these words or not they're crying out for rest because their heart is not at rest they're they're they've been in a lifelong wrestle and papa is saying the end of that wrestle is embracing hesed love and embracing fierce love and if you'll walk this journey with me you'll see that i am i am always leading you into becoming something beautiful into becoming something glorious and that's the journey that we get to embrace we get to become something beautiful through what he leads us to mm-hmm. um well, as I've been reading, just kind of through the Pesach story, Passover story, um, I came to a portion of the story that's very similar to what you're sharing, and it's in Luke 24. So this is, um, the context of this is Jesus has been crucified, and there's some really interesting things that are happening. Um, so he's been crucified, the disciples his followers are are somewhat in despair you know they they don't know what to do now because this didn't look like they thought that it would and so there's this moment where the women are at the tomb they go to the tomb and they find it empty and Jesus appears and he says go go and tell the men you know go and tell them what you've seen so the women go to the disciples and they don't believe them. And it's so interesting because it reminds me of this story where Peter was in jail and this whole group of people have gathered to pray for his release. And he's at the gate and uh, the woman <laughs> sees him at the gate and goes in and tells you know, Peter is free, and they're like, he can't be free. We're praying for that, you know, <laughs> and just that. We've told this many times, but it's like, how often do we pray the answer's there? And we're like, that can't be, we can't have been answered. We're praying for an answer, and we we just get those wires crossed. So, so interestingly, it's Peter that goes. You know, he's been part of a very similar story. It's Peter who goes and finds that what they've said is true. And I love that so much. Um, you should be be watching the blogs. Um, 
a new one was just posted Sunday, but there's there'll be more this week and then more ongoing. But it's definitely given some Pesach um, blogs for this week. But after the blog post on Sunday, just which was a lot about Peter and and um, just some experience he had with Jesus, that he's the one that gets to go and verify it is is amazing. So he goes and he. Um, it says he went home marveling, just, just astounded by the truth of this. So, um, so now there's these two that are going, you know, they're walking the road They're They're going, uh, to Emmaus, which is about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they're just talking to each other about everything that's happened. And, um, while they're talking and kind of discussing this, um, Jesus draws near. And I just love that description. He draws near and he went with them or he was with them. So they're having this whole discussion about the events that happened and Jesus just draws near and is with them. And it says their eyes were kept from recognizing. Um, and I haven't done a full word study on that to know, honestly, if it was their what they were believing in that moment kept their eyes from being open or if the Lord kept it kept them from being open but that'll be another time <laughs> but they they couldn't recognize him and so so Jesus asked what is this they don't recognize him so what is this conversation you're having as you walk and um it says they became still which is amazing they stopped they became still so not just they stopped walking, peace came, and they, but they looked very sad, and so they're, they're like, are you the only visitor here right now that is unaware of all the things that have happened in these days, and Jesus says, what things? Um, I love his questions. I don't know if many of you experience that when you're talking to him, and you're like just in this deep inquiry time or just really asking questions before the answer, you know, and he asks you a question and it just upends everything in this amazing way when he does that. And you realize in that moment, you actually are with the answer. So he says, what things? And so they're like, all the things concerning Jesus, he was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and the people. And then, the, you know, the priest and the rulers delivered him and condemned him and crucified him. And then they say this, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem. And this is such a crucial understanding to gain in this season. Jesus was with them. And how often is he with us and we don't recognize that he is? And it's because of our own uh, conclusions. It's because of our own determinations that we've made about what will happen. Just like we were talking about with the rain. If we just prepare because someone said something was going to happen instead of asking Papa, what is your intent? So take that from rain to just every circumstance in our life. We can, we're always so aware of what the enemies doing, but not always aware as we're meant to be of what Papa wants to do. 
you know, and that's so foundational for us here, but we're still, you know, find the need to remind and reconcile to that. So, but they said, but we had hoped that he was the one. So there's a few important things here. First, they, there's, you know, Jesus asked what things? And they said, well, concerning Jesus, and they now completely name him differently. So instead of the Christ, the Savior, all of these things, well, he was a prophet, you know, and he was mighty indeed before God and man. So they, you know, very similar to the garden, which happened with Adam and Eve. They, she, um, he unnamed her and she just stopped calling him at all. But we do that to each other. When someone's different than we think, we can unname them. We stop calling them by their covenant. We can start calling them by condition. And, um, and it's so, it's so harmful in that moment to stop believing who someone truly is, but especially Jesus. But we're these little rehearsals just here on earth, aren't we? The ways we recognize him in each other and, 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 you know, call out that revelation of him in each other. You know, that, that's one of the first steps of the four covenants, isn't it? To, to really recognize what is precious about that person to Papa, what he calls them, how he sees them. And so they've, they've kind of unnamed Jesus. And that's just painful, most painful when we recognize we sometimes do that. We start calling him according to what we think he hasn't done, you know? Like there's just this lessening of the power of his name and who he is. And then they said that, but we had hoped that he was the one to redeem. And I think that is so significant because there is no hope without trust. And so they had put their trust in what they thought he could do instead of in who he was just present before them. And so it all became about all these conclusions they drew about how this had to look. And so they, there was unfulfilled hope. And so they looked sad. You know, Jesus describes them as looking sad because they had hoped without trust. And that is, you know, hope deferred makes a heart sick. Hope fulfilled brings life. And that's really our journey because it's trust, you know, that trust and hope are intertwined. They don't, they really don't operate separate from each other. They are a completion. And so when we trust who he is, who it has been said he is, who we know him to be, that's when hope is released. And so they had, they had a false hope because they believed what he would do what they wanted him to do instead of what he could do because he could do anything. So interestingly, it's the third day now it's, you know, in that culture, that's why it's so important that understanding of it. It wasn't three days. It was three sunsets, you know, and sunrises. And so it's the day that resurrection could occur. And none of them were watching for resurrection. Um, And amazingly, even the enemy knew this standard, this, this, um, 
this design that Papa created so that if someone was resurrected, it would be it would be received. And it had been this certain amount of time, this certain um, the certain set apart that then was fulfilled. So, but the enemy, the people that crucified Jesus, they were so afraid that the people would steal him, you know, take his body and, and then try to say he was resurrected. Like they had this belief in resurrection that even his people didn't. So they set guards at the tomb to make sure that the people didn't come take him and then try to bring someone else, I guess, to say he had been resurrected. So it's just this picture that so many times the enemy is so much more watchful of the word of God than we are. And we're to be the watchmen. We're to be the ones on that wall watching for all the things we know he can do and which makes way for him to be able to do anything. So they're talking about this and they're even saying, you know, it's it's the third day and some of the women of the company amazed us. Why did they amaze them? Because they actually believed. They actually went to the tomb. And so then, you know, they're like, some people went and found it to be true. So it's, there's proof now, you know, of what has happened. And Jesus actually speaks this fierce truth. So he's, he's come in, in the Hesed and he's with them. And now he speaks fierce love to them. It, it just gives them fierce love. And he says, oh, so the, you know, the people are slow of heart to believe what the prophets have spoken. And then he speaks from Moses on every scripture, you know, that has ever been a testifying to him. And then he says, wasn't it necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into glory? And I think that's a place where we miss the fierce love with each other because we do try to take from each other what's necessary. There's parts of our journey that are necessary. Only we can walk them through. And there's a glory in that necessary. There's a glory in those things that are that seem a little outside of what we thought or where we want to go or what we want to do. But there's a glory that completes the necessary. But so often we try to keep each other from the necessary by trying to convince each other or even um, trying to just keep keep each other from the journey that we're on. Well, this looks different than mine, so it can't be yours, you know, and those kind of things. Um, so now they're coming to where they're going, and he he acts as if he's going to go a little farther. And but they they urged him, please stay with us. The day is spent. You know, there's there's nowhere else you can get to. And there's this compassion that rises up in them for this person. They don't know who he is, but they invite him to come, not just, hey, come into the city, but come eat with us. Let us, let us be community for you in this moment. And ultimately, they take communion. He breaks the bread. Their eyes are opened. That's what communion does. Now, he vanishes because that was necessary in his journey. Um, And then they say, oh, 
Didn't our hearts burn that whole time on the road when he was talking to us? Didn't our hearts burn within us? And now they're realizing they did recognize him. But they were looking for all these certain uh, prerequisites or standards of how they knew him or thought they knew him. But they'd unnamed him, so they unsaw him. But him inside burned, and that was what had them invite him to be present with them. And so it's just an amazing story for us. Don't our hearts burn within us? Yes. Every day, because we truly know he's so involved in our need, in our necessary, and in our testimonies and our victories. He is near. He is near to our need. He is near to our necessary. And our invitation is to recognize Him and not from the outside in, from the inside out. If we try from the outside in, we will always need proof. We will try to have hope without trust. We'll try to, you know, stir it up instead of um, having it be a standard, you know, that we live by. And so... Um, we want to recognize him from the inside because that's, that's why the cross, you know, so that he could dwell within us. He could always be with us. And we just get to reveal that to each other when we recognize each other, when we reconcile each other, you know, when we are part of restoring each other's lives. That's, that's that, you know. Glorious. What a beautiful... What a beautiful Pesach. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yay. Yay. All right. Well, we uh, so enjoy this time. And thank you um, once again when you write us um, emails or text or post on the Blue Flame Instagram. Whatever you do, it it's so meaningful to us to know something was meaningful to you. Last week, we got a lot, a lot of comments, and so it was like, you know, we're, we don't want to just, we love sitting here looking at each other and talking, but we don't want to talk just to be talking. So we are so grateful that anything we say, and astounded really, that anything we say might pierce your hearts and, and lead you deeper and wider with Him. So very grateful for that. Uh, we're very excited here. The corner um, is is inches away from being complete. A little but, bit of paint. Yeah, but we're able to, to occupy. And so uh, we were there yesterday, and I found, you know, somebody was journaling, and somebody was on their laptop and just doing all the things we hoped people would do there. So Yay. it's awesome. It's so cool. All right. Well, happy Pesach. Be blessed, everyone. We love you so much. Yes. We'll talk to you next week.